Welcome everybody to the podcast once again, the Construction Ahead podcast. I'm pretty sure you guys have all kinds of options to watch, but for some reason, you're watching or listening to mine. So, um, man, there's a lot of things have been happening lately, and the first thing that I want to talk about is um, uh, my wife and I have been married for uh, over a year now. We we're we're fairly new at this marriage thing. We're uh, newlyweds. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, in marriage, you know, you, uh, you go through things and you go through good patches in your life and some rough patches, but all in all, the, the results of a, of a marriage are sometimes having kids. So, uh, my wife and I are having a child, so we just recently announced officially on social media. So that makes it official, I guess. <laughs> But yeah, I mean it's it's been crazy. I mean like uh my my um I've been uh, like telling everyone on stage every week cuz I've been doing uh open mics uh every week on on Tuesdays and Thursdays uh Tuesdays and Thursdays and every week I'm like I'm having a kid and you know um just because I have a a bit that I've been working on that has a lot to do with uh me having kids or whatever. Um, but yeah, uh, it's crazy. We're excited. Uh, we're nervous. Um, and, uh, it is what it is, man. We're very excited. Um, a lot of people ask us, uh, what do you want? Like, do you want a boy or a girl? What do you prefer? We just want a child. Like we're just happy with the first one. Uh, we're just, uh, hoping for a healthy kid, you know? And, uh, yeah, um, I've watched a few documentaries that have made me, uh, very paranoid about, oh, man, don't tell me this thing's going to do this. All right. Uh, I, 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 there was a, a lot of uh, documentaries that I had watched that w- made me very paranoid, um, like uh, abducted in plain sight. Don't the. It, all right. If you guys haven't seen that documentary, it is on Netflix, and is the most ridiculous thing that I have ever like watched. Uh, simply because it's like, come on. Like what it is is this one dude who's a pedophile, before pedophiles were a thing, I guess. Um, that was the parents' excuse for why all this stuff happened. They didn't know what a pedophile was, but it was this older man who was just showing so much interest in one of their little girls, and he would be like, oh, I want to take her camping. Keep in mind, they had other kids, but she, he only selected to take her. And it's just trying, like, these parents are just the dumbest parents on the face of this earth. Like, they are so dumb. Like, and and, 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 and a lot of people are like, oh, man, but you you just, like, you shouldn't criticize them like that i was like no they're stupid like those parents are like the the world's worst parents that i have ever seen ever they should have they messed up by making that documentary because they are dumb they're not smart so basically they let uh a, a predator um get close and they, they didn't see the warning signs or the signals and this girl got her freaking life ruined, and and now uh, me being uh, that I'm about to be a parent, that I'm gonna be about to be a father, I just know that I don't have to do th- that. I just have to make it through my child's life without me without me screwing up so bad that that happens to them, because it was ridiculously bad. Like I'm telling you, you guys should watch it on uh, on a uh, on Netflix. It's uh, called Abducted in Plain Sight. It's like. The, if you want to see the an example of terrible parents, go ahead and watch that. And they're crying, and you know they're like, "Oh, I can't believe this would ever happen." But ever the whole time, I was like, "How would you not know?" And 
Yeah, it's, it's there's like a meme going on because that 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 predator guy had got with the mom, and then uh, got with the husband. It was weird. It was just it was in like the 70s or something, and where like sexual revolution was on the rise or something. But this, I don't know, man. There's a there was a all right. I will share this. There's a scene where the father of the girl who was abducted. And abducted is like a very not not even a good u- word to use. The father that gave his like daughter up, <laughs> basically to this pedophile, is uh, he like the he he was the pedophile guy was was like trying to gain the trust of the family. So him him uh, both of the, the the father and the pedophile dude go out on a drive, and they're wearing glasses that are way too big for their face. And uh, he just the guy pulls over the pedophile dude is driving and the dude was like, man, he was complaining about his wife. And he was like, "Uh, yeah, man, I haven't gotten laid in a long time or like we're we're like our sex is terrible and I need relief. And then he asks the father, he's like, hey, man, uh, do you mind relieving me, please? And he was like, you know, uh, excited, not the father, but the pedophile guy. he, He was, you know, he had a boner. Is what I'm trying to say. And um, freaking the dude gives him, you know, uh, uh, pleasures him. Like, he went along with it. I, at that point, I would have gotten out of the car after I beat the shit out of him. Honestly, th- th- who goes through that? So he secretly, I don't know what's, I don't know what is up with that family or where they're from. Uh, but it was just amazingly ridiculous. It's a bad story, but it's a perfect example of how not to be a parent. So I suggest every future parent to watch that because I was like, as long as I don't do that, I think I'll be fine. Right. Um, So, yeah, uh, my wife and I are having a kid. So. Woo. Yeah. Here's like. Yeah. So. Recently, um, uh, I, I had a on my podcast, I had. Uh, a couple of my friends, I had Anthony and Ty, and we talked about R. Kelly, and we talked about the Fire Festival. And for some reason, I can't get this stuff out of my mind. Um, like the whole R. Kelly thing, and not that I'm gonna bring up the old stuff that we talked about, is because I was recently watching through YouTube, and I stumbled across. I didn't stumble, but I like searched it because uh, Ty had told me to look at it, and I was just like, I don't think I can, I can, because I can't support that monster or whatever the hell that that it was that I said. But uh, you guys, seriously, I know it feels like you're supporting R. Kelly by doing this, but you're really not. I just want you guys to look at how ridiculously insane this man was. And he was honestly, I had to I have to give it up to to him because he's very creative for doing this. But you guys got to go on YouTube and look up Trapped in the Closet. Look up Trapped in the Closet and look up as many episodes as you can take. The first three are um, unbelievable. Right. I don't want to spoil anything. If anything, uh, I want to have someone on the show so we could watch it and break it down. Like because <laughs> it's it's unbelievably ridiculous. And it's like, honestly, like I had looked, I could uh, I couldn't get past the sixth episode or the sixth chapter, because what it is, it's it's one song. Right. It's like a musical. OK, if you really think about it, this shit is a, is a musical. Right. So R. Kelly is putting on this big old drama uh, soap opera thing and he's like singing about it 
So it starts with him in the closet and then it, uh, all kinds of things. Uh, so he's hooking up with some chick. Uh, she doesn't look underage. But anyways, uh, so she's got a man and he's got a wife. So he's got to hide in the closet because the chick that he was with, his her, her husband was coming up the stairs. So, um, yeah, that's how it starts. And that's as much as I can say, because the rest is wild. Right. And it just gets crazier and crazier. And at one point, uh, <laughs> this I will say this one more thing. Uh, at one point, R. Kelly uh, is like there's there's a white like girl in in his story and he makes her sound like a hillbilly like he sings her with an accent of a hillbilly it's unbelievable it's ridiculous you guys it's oh my goodness if you guys don't check it out you guys are doing yourself a disservice because that's like unintentional comedy right there i swear to you i i there's been so many times where i just had to pause the video and just start laughing because i was like it's 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 ridiculous how um how this happens you know how how i was watching I, I don't know like how how he thought of doing this and it's like it's very <laughs> it was hilarious another thing that i can't get out of my head because i watched the, the whole documentary once again yesterday is that whole fire festival thing oh my goodness uh again i don't really feel bad for the people that fell for this because they're obviously people who have money disposable income who who basically um, they, uh, they thought they were going to a luxury festival and they spent a lot of money on it. And when they got there, it was mostly like white people and a few Asians that are like flaunting their money and they love getting likes on Instagram and that's what it's all about. So when, when people chase after likes on Instagram, those are the kind of things that happen to you, right? When fraud happens to you, no one, everyone's like, well, you should have Google searched everything. Especially when in this the the probably the towards the end of the documentary where they talk about this Frank guy who was uh, uh, started this other company which was like NYC Entertainment something, and he was emailing all the people from from the Firefest and saying, "Hey, we got access to the Grammys, we got access to Taylor Swift, and you know, five hundred bucks a pop or whatever it might be." Uh, but but yeah, like. Those people who fell for that even, because all you had to do was Google things and you'd be like, all right, time to stay away from that. That's why I'm glad that I don't have disposable money like that. I mean, it would I would be, it would be nice to have money and be like, hey, uh, I'm going to go to this festival <coughs> because it seems like a fun thing to do or um, it's just. Um, but, yeah, it, se it seems like all these people that went like it, they could have easily gone to Coachella. They could have easily gone, saved their money, and gone to an epic spring break celebration or whatever it is that 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 college people do these days. But they decided to keep like it was like the people that were interested in Coachella. They pulled out of that and went to the Fire Festival because they were like, "Oh, this is a new event, and we're gonna get all kinds of likes." That's all it was about. It wasn't necessarily about having fun because all these people had cameras. All these people were big on their Instagram pages, and they were gonna, you know. Everyone that that um, was like interviewed that was a, a guest was like videotaping themselves like we're going to fire festival and they're, you know, doing that self shot videos or whatever. And it's like, dude, yeah, like you're, all you're doing is, is, is you want attention is what you want. And uh, damn, that's what happens when all you do, I mean, I guess that's it sucks, though, because no one wants to be screwed over. But at the same time. It's weird how the world works because a lot of people are like, oh, see, well, it's a bunch of white people with money. 
Aha, that's funny. I mean, if it were to happen to a bunch of poor people, like if everyone was like tricked into thinking that they were going to have some luxurious event and it was cheap. And then when they get there, it turns out that they were all getting robbed. It's not cool. You know, it's not cool at all. But society is like, oh, it's hilarious because this happened to to white people with money and people with money, basically the wealthy. And everyone's saying, ah, they're going to be fine. They have enough money. They're they're suing and they're going to get their money back, which is probably true, you know. But it is like, but the, I was just saying that like as a side note, you know, I wasn't saying it as in like I, I'm I'm not I'm not here to 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 play tug of war and be like oh i'm on the side of the poor people because i i'm the middle class or whatever or or because i don't know I, I would be really pissed like it's kind of like those um timeshares you know like i don't think timeshares are smart but i've known people who've bought them before and they've gone and they use them and I, i'm always like it seems like a scam to me you cannot pull me into those rooms you can't i i sat into to like like in a meeting with with a wanna with with like a fake Primerica pyramid scheme and I call I call the bluff all the time you can't I can't fall for that like it's not that that I wouldn't fall for it I just don't allow myself to be put like I don't let my mind go to that point where I'm like that sounds like a great idea no man a lot of the times I'm like all right so you you, you mean I can make you money while making me money uh, by working under you, but I have to bring people under me. And then those people, when they bring people under them, I get paid off of what they get. And this just goes on and on in the chain. And you can, uh, buy a boat one day and a helicopter and all that stuff. It's like, Oh man, those people, like, honestly, when they get mocked for what they did or, or for falling for that stuff, it's like, it's kind of, you kind of deserve it, but you also feel bad for them. Right. Cause a lot of these people that fall for this, like, uh, Primerica who fall for this like um uh uh like uh, herbal life and whatnot like they fall for these things and and they're usually Hispanic people because it, it seems easy for for Hispanics to be like oh like Amer the United States is the land of of opportunity you know it's like why wouldn't stuff like this exist right and there's two very different things between the fire festival and like herbal life and, and and primerica you know because um it's not like fire festival they were promising one thing and they really i'm pretty sure they really thought that they could deliver i know all the people had like strong faith in in the the festival the people that worked to promote uh, not to promote it but to put it all together had 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 a very they had their doubts obviously towards the end but towards the beginning they were like oh if they had enough time they could have pulled it off i will put it like that if they had enough time and enough budget they could have pulled it off but they tried to do it way too quick and they didn't uh, adjust for for any uh, any you know you're going to run into problems with any project that you start right regardless of what you're doing any project that you start if you if you're building a car you're going to run into problems where you're like, oh, I bought this engine, but it doesn't really work. So now I have to find another engine, but I don't have enough money. So now you have to put off when you had a deadline, when you said, oh, by this month, I want to be driving that that uh, 1969 Chevelle or whatever, it, it, whatever. Pick whatever car you like, you know, um, the uh, 2002 Toyota Prius. Right. I wanted to fix that car up so I could drive it this weekend or whatever it might be. I don't have a Prius, by the way. Um, but yeah, like. It, it, it's that was the difference between like the fire festival and the and the the fraud in in this whole fire festival and the fraud that was happening with these like pyramid schemes that i that i brought up earlier 
it's like everyone had an expectation, but it wasn't quite met. But it wasn't because it was never intended, right? I'm pretty sure they intended to have this badass festival and to keep it going and to to reamp it every single year. And I'm pretty sure Ja Rule would have loved that idea, right? He that's what he was probably expecting to happen, right? For people to have an amazing time to throw this amazing festival where people have such a good time that they hashtag fire festival. And then now everyone wants to go to this exclusive, um, uh, just festival, uh, luxury festival, right? Obviously that didn't happen and it collapsed, but that's is different when, when between that fraud and the fraud with these pyramid schemes, because a lot of these pyramid schemes, they, they make you work. They make you work with promises that you're going to, uh, have so much money one day that you're not going to know what the hell to do with it and you're investing so much of your time of, of so much of your own money and and it's like oh man like and and sadly like i said a lot of hispanics fall into that that uh into that fraud i remember once i i sat in with a meeting because that's what they call it do you know a, a, a company is sketchy when they have to go to your house when you, they have to sit in your living room, when they have to sit in your dinner table and explain to you why their company works. No, they don't even have offices, right? You would think that it would be like H&R Block. Like you could just go up to an H&R Block and do your taxes. That makes sense. It's it's easy, you know, it's verifiable. But they're like, oh, can we come to your house and explain to you why our company is so bitching? Like, no, like it's, it's ridiculous. And I, I'm glad and I'm thankful that... Uh, you could say that it's God or you could say that it's uh, me growing. Um, but I'm just so glad that I've never had that in my head to be like, oh, that sounds like a great idea. Like, it's always been shady to me. It's always been like, now something's off here. And and, and turns out that it is because there's another documentary on Netflix that's called Herbal Lie. And that one is interesting. Right. And it's about the, the, the herbal life thing. And these these, again, Hispanic people are all over that 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 documentary because they get tricked into it again. Like you say, you came from another country thinking that you're going to have opportunity. Right. That's the whole point that you're coming. That's why you're coming over here. Right. You're coming because of opportunity. Um, you come here and someone gives you an opportunity. Right. They say that it's an opportunity. It sounds too good to be true but again that's what you came here for you came you risked you've already risked so much you've risked your health you've risked risked uh getting in trouble with the law when you were crossing over here like i i get it so this little financial risk is nothing to you or or it's not even that it's nothing to you it just makes more sense to you to do something like that than to really look into it and what's sad is, is back then is that we didn't have google like we had google but it was like like dial-up connection and we didn't have like high speed inter- and we didn't have smartphones back then where we can uh look it up and it's just like man that's why like honestly any i feel really bad for anybody who 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 fell for the whole pyramid scheme anything at like straight out of high school i saw a few people in my high school that did that um i feel bad when their parents do it them on the other hand i don't really feel bad because we went to school we were educated we should have known better right in no class in economics and government that's what they should tell you stay away from freaking pyramid schemes they're not real right but they don't teach you that stuff instead they're just like yeah well we're gonna teach you arithmetic and we're gonna teach you vocabulary and after that you're still gonna spell shit wrong on your text messages so 
why even bother instead in schools they're not we're not really being taught how to live you know i've learned in all honesty you guys i've learned so much so much just from just living out in the world than i ever have in school so and i'm not saying that school is not important it's very important and trust me my child is gonna go to school and and learn all these things and and have cafeteria food and 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 play outside and all these things however like all the a lot of the things that i have learned all the intuition that i've learned like i know what it's called it's called being street smart or whatever but all that stuff i i have i didn't learn from books i didn't learn from teachers i learned from experiencing and 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 thank goodness i didn't have to learn from a pyramid scheme because that would have sucked you know instead i'm doing some other you know shenanigans and i'm working to be a comedian now and it's that's been that's it's been it's been fun it really has been but it's i know this is i'm just getting started with that and it's gonna be tough you know it's gonna be real tough um but yeah i, I can't get over the whole uh fire fest and i didn't even think that i was gonna bring up uh pyramid schemes but here i am uh stay away from pyramid schemes you guys it's just like it, it just if you think you're gonna fall into a pyramid scheme ask like ask a millennial if it's a good idea or <laughs> I don't know. Ask someone like that that might be a lot like me. Just be, is this a good idea? Nine times out of ten, I'm gonna tell you no. I have a friend who does all kinds of sketchy shit with his like taxes and stuff, and he's like, "Nah, it's legit. You just need a new social security number afterwards." I'm like, "Then it's not legit, man. <laughs> what are you talking about?" And and like I I couldn't convince him, and I had like three other people like come up to him and tell him like, "Dude, that is illegal." Like Dana White, that's illegal, right? Um, so speaking uh, of not Dana White, but to kind of segue into to fighting uh, tonight, uh, there's actually a fight. Uh, 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 what's, it's a Bellator fight and it's on DAZN, uh, which is that new network that was uh, I think uh, Canelo Alvarez was like a part of it. This is just this new fighting uh, um, app, this new fighting uh, a network, I guess. And it's like a subscription service and. And I didn't know that they were doing like Bellator fights. I really didn't. I thought it was just boxing, because if it was just boxing, I was like, "That's that's a terrible idea," because no one's gonna watch that much boxing. Seriously, like people watch the big uh, uh, Showtime pay per view fights. They don't necessarily f watch like uh, uh, boxing night on Telemundo. You know, people don't watch that stuff. It just be real, yeah, except maybe like that one uncle who thinks he's Oscar de la Hoya but he drinks way too many coronas so or coors i don't know what he dr drinks whatever but yeah um yeah so that fight's happening tonight it's uh um uh, michael dallas michael venom page versus i cannot remember who but um this is a big uh it's been hyped like pretty big this is the only big fight that's happening uh, this this uh, on Sunday because a lot of the times there's like a UFC event that's happening on the same day, which I prefer to watch. Uh, not because I don't think um, I don't know, man. I try to watch uh, uh, one championship once. Uh, I, tr I I watched a, a fight with Ben Askren in it, and it just doesn't give me the same like UFC MMA vibe for some reason. It doesn't feel the same. I know they're fighting, and I'm. Sure, they're like, like, dude, it's like legit stuff, but it just doesn't seem real to me. I don't know what it is. Like, it doesn't seem like it's not as entertaining, you know. Like, I we need to have that 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 UFC. The UFC is just on top of the game. That's all that it is. Uh, love it or hate it, it doesn't matter. 
And and trust me, one championship has great fighters. You know, they just got Mighty Mouse, and they got uh, uh, Misha Tate is 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 fighting over there now, and so is I forgot who else. Um, but there's there's been a uh, uh, like a lot of you well, know, obviously, uh, yeah, a lot of fighters are are fighting for one championship, and a lot of fighter, a lot more fighters are are fighting for Bellator right now. Obviously, we have Michael Venom Page, who's like he's he's like an Instagram sensation in the fighting world like you see him the way he acts with his antics and his he likes pokemon and he he comes out with an infinity gauntlet after he beats someone he's very like showboaty you know and people hate that obviously i mean look at money mayweather he showboats so much people hate him because of that reason and that's how michael venom page is really but it's not like i don't know if he's a champ i don't know how it, how it works in other um in other divisions or in other championships Right. Because I know in the UFC, if you're a championship, you're going five rounds and the winner of that of those five rounds uh, will go home with the belt. And that seems like uh, that's those are the stakes right there. And then there's bouts. And I didn't really look too much into this because I don't have DAZN and I'm not going to pay uh, money for for DAZN. Um, I'm really not. So it's like I'd rather miss the fight or whatever. Um, but tomorrow on Sunday. We have uh, 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 on ESPN, we have uh, Francis Ngannou versus Cain Velasquez. And you can't tell me that's not going to be a fun fight to watch, hopefully. Even though the last few fights that Ngannou was in, I think he fought against uh, Lewis and, and I, I, I can't remember who. Uh, the last fight, well, ever since he fought Stipe and like everyone thought that was going to be an amazing matchup, Stipe kind of just... Took him to like he just out wrestled him, outclassed him. He didn't, Stipe didn't really seem challenged on that fight, and everyone made it seem like even myself. I remember when when that fight was was about to happen, I had thought that it was like oh, Ngannou is just a nightmare and he's scary and and uh, but Stipe is just the man, right? And he was the champion and he defended his belt and. Uh, at the time, Francis Ngannou was like the number one heavyweight contender, so everyone was excited. And that fight was kind of like whatever. And then the fights after that, when he fought Lewis, was like very whatever. I, the, the last exciting thing that, that Francis Ngannou did was was send uh, uh, Alistair Overeem into space. That's the last thing, really. Um, but yeah, I mean, I still want to watch it because I, I heard that Cain Velasquez has actually bounced back. I and mean, he's actually like killing it right now. So uh, I think anytime uh, Francis Ngannou fights, there's still a chance that you might see a really bad knockout. I mean, he is a, he's still a scary man. Believe me, if I were to see him in face to face and he was angry at me, I'd probably I'd, I'd run away as fast as I can. And he'd probably still catch me and then he'd probably throw me. Uh, yeah, that guy is, is, is a scary person, but that's not, I'm not going to take anything away from Cain Velasquez because I'm pretty sure he can do the same thing. I think a lot of people can, you guys, I'm not like, I'm not a tough guy, but anyways, uh, speaking of tough guys, um, I had a friend ask me what, what I think about this whole, uh, El Chapo, uh, being, uh, sentenced to life in prison. Uh, without the possibility of parole, I think I'm pretty sure. Yeah, 100%. I don't even know why I wouldn't. Ha I don't even have to look that up. How we? How would he parole in the United States if he's not even from here, right? But he is definitely getting charged here. He's getting booked here, and he's getting locked up. And he's and my friend was like, "Do you think he's gonna escape?" And I was like, "Honestly, this is happening in the good old U.S. of A. We're gonna have a bald eagle watching him, and a Texan on call 
just in case. I, I think he's I think he's there, right? One thing that's interesting that someone told me though is that what if this is not the real Chapo Guzman? <gasps> what if it's like a a, a clone or, or a, a double? You know, I, keep in mind he had a, so much money. He it's not it's not a, under the realm of possibility. I'm pretty sure he could have done that. So we don't know. Maybe the real, maybe the guy that we have locked up right now isn't the real Chapo Guzman. Did did we did we uh do a dna test on this guy um i don't know but yeah he's dude he's had so much money because of obviously the whole uh he was a uh, narcotics trafficker like he he was trafficking narcotics and people want that stuff they really do and and it's just i don't know he was he was like a distributor of illegal stuff so um i don't know um i don't think he's getting out um i personally uh, I, I, it, it doesn't affect me, you know, like I wasn't, I'm not a, uh, El Chapo supporter, you know, I'm not like, like I'm not behind his back and be like, release him. You know, I think that's crazy. But at the same time, it's like that, that it was just wild. That man is wild, you know, and, and you have to kind of see him for the gangster that, it, that he, that he is and be like, wow, that I can't believe he got away with that for that long. And a lot of, uh, um, I don't know, I would think that like if you're in that that drug trafficking world you you either know that you're going to probably um you know you're probably going to get arrested at some point so they make the best out of it I mean look at Pablo Escobar he was like he had like elephants and hippopotamuses and tigers in his backyard and in his front yard he had like peacocks and you know lions and panthers and freaking the last woolly mammoth I don't know (laughs) I don't know. He had all kinds of things, man. He had a basketball court and he had like a pool table. And uh, um, instead of those pool balls, he used like, I don't know, whatever. I, I'm not, I'm not going to keep going with that because cause I, I don't have enough time. <laughs> so anyways, um, yeah. And one thing that, 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 is, that is a fact, though, about Pablo Escobar is he used to um, eat his eggs using bald eagle eggs like he would no i'm just kidding i'm just joking all right that was it that was the last of it and i guess the last thing that i can bring up right now is the nba all-star is here it's tonight and after this i'm telling you the race is gonna be strong it's gonna be this is when 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 the nba gets exciting right this is what a lot of people have been waiting for this is what where i start to really pay attention um, before that, it's kind of like, uh, the teams are warming up and they're getting there right now. It's time to really book it, yo. It's time to freaking really play hard and try to, uh, gain a uh, playoff position. Uh, that's going to be real big right now. And, and you're, we're going to see all kinds of trades right now. There's all kinds of drama, uh, hanging around, uh, Anthony Davis and LeBron James and the Lakers. And, and, uh, are the Pelicans going to trade him to the Lakers? Cause that's the only team he's going to go to if he does get traded. Let's be, f- let's be for real right now. Uh, unfortunately for someone who is a, who is a Boston Celtics fan like me who wanted Anthony Davis to come to the Celtics at the end of the season, which like that would be ideal, but still it's like, it's so dumb. People like people are, are, are angry, right. At, um, at Boston because of how they dealt with Isaiah Thomas. I mean, it's, it was a sad situation with his, his daughter, um, uh, uh, his daughter, his sister being killed. 
and then uh, and then soon after that, the the Celtics traded him. Right, they traded him to the Cleveland Cavaliers, which at the time was like their enemy. Right, they traded uh, traded him to the Cleveland Cavaliers for Kyrie Irving, and there was all kinds of assets moved. Um, so, uh, like, so a lot of people, including Anthony Davis's uh, father, I believe, um has stated oh i i don't want anthony davis to to he he doesn't want his son to play there because of the situ- the way they handled the situation with isaiah thomas now there was like a a video that my friend sent me and it was like a kid playing against russell westbrook or something like that or it was it was a uh, russell westbrook playing with his son like on the court like warming up and um everyone's like oh it's nice to see Isaiah Thomas back on the floor like saying that that uh, that Russell Westbrook's son is Isaiah Thomas cuz he's small you know and he's a little kid and I was like oh yeah you guys are so sympathetic of Isaiah Thomas you guys are talking shit on his height and how small he looks but you guys are like oh the Celtics are bastards for doing that trade and then you guys you so the hypocrisy is unbelievable sometimes right the, to, the today's podcast word of the day is unbelievable <laughs> all right so but in the all-star uh it, i don't know what it is but i have the the roster right here listed and, and just to kind of read it off and honestly i think I, I don't understand did lebron james freaking was, was he allowed to pick first and and pick his whole team first goodness gracious he's got everyone that's way better it doesn't make sense. I think they should go back to East versus West. That was the better way to do it. Because I'm telling you, it's either uh, uh, Giannis doesn't know everybody in the NBA <laughs> who's good or LeBron. Because I'm pretty sure like uh, when 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 uh, Giannis didn't pick Kyrie Irving, he's like, are you serious? And when he didn't pick LaMarcus Aldridge, he's like, are you serious? When he didn't pick Anthony Davis, all right, are you freaking serious? Like or Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard. Okay, on Team LeBron, we have obviously LeBron. We have Kevin Durant. Which do we? Why do we need to go on? James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kawhi Leonard. Those are the starters. Just the starters on Team Giannis. Obviously, we have Giannis onto Caputo or whatever the hell you. However, the Greek freak. And then uh, he picked Stephen Curry, Joel Embiid. Paul George and Kimball Walker, like just put those two teams up against each other and have them play to 21. I'm picking team LeBron for sure. Cause it's like, it's a lot powerful and it's like, no, like dude, you, I don't think Giannis knows how to pick players. I really don't think he, they, they don't do that wherever he's from, you know, the Greek freak from Greece or whatever. Um, so on, on the reserves on LeBron side is LaMarcus Aldridge, which I'm a huge fan of. Honestly, I really do like LaMarcus Aldridge, um, Bradley Beal, Anthony Davis, which I don't, I'm not sure he's going to play. I think he's got, he's got an injury or something. I'm not sure, but whatever. (sighs) Um, Anthony Davis, Damian Lillard, Ben Simmons, uh, Clay Thompson, Carl Anthony Towns. And Dwayne Wade. All right. I think LeBron James chose Dwayne Wade just because they're like best friends and they want to sleep with each other again. I'm just kidding. I'm I'm not implying that they're gay. They just like to do gay stuff to with each other. And that's it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. They're they're probably good friends. And shout out to D- Dwayne Wade actually. He actually freaking played really good recently. Uh he he just shows like little spurts of how he used to be. 
Um, but he's definitely um, this is his last season. So obviously to, to make him an all star this last season, I'm pretty sure he's honored. Um, and I, I honestly can't really think of anybody else that can take his place in that position, really. I mean, keep in mind, the other team has someone similar that I'm like, all right, I don't know why you picked him, but I get, I know why, but you could have gotten someone else, right? So uh, coaching the, I uh, coaching the all-star team, uh, the team LeBron, which is freaking stupid. They shouldn't have a coach. They, uh, you, honestly, the coach probably just gets drunk every, every all-star. So that's what I would do. I just get super faded and be like, you guys are just going to play. I'm going to get up and just yell something. And then you guys are going to go back out there and play. And that's it. Like, it's not serious. This whole all-star game is not a serious thing. So, uh, um, Michael Malone, uh, for the coach of the Denver Nuggets is, is coaching, coaching team LeBron, AKA getting drunk on the sidelines, I hope. And on team Giannis, the, uh, the, the reserves are Blake Griffin, which is good. Nikola joke, Nikola Jokic, uh, he's good. Uh, but he's like East side. Good. He's like, like good for like the East. Yeah. Um, even though he plays for the, for the Denver Nuggets, I think, or is that Nikola? No, yeah, yeah. No, uh, Nikola Jokic, uh, for the Denver Nuggets, he's playing, uh, as a reserve, uh, Kyle Lowry, which I'm good with Chris Middleton, mm. Dirk Nowitzki. See, that's the one that I was talking about. That's like, I know why he's, he got picked. Yeah. I, I know they want, why they did it, but I don't understand like like, like, if they were, like, Dirk Nowitzki's not a freaking all-star this season, I'd be, like, understandably, yeah, I get it. Um, but I also understand why he was picked, right? Just because it's Dirk Nowitzki, man. He's like, This is probably his last season, and if it's not, um, he's a legend, living legend, and he's great. Uh, he's just not as good as he used to be, right? Because he's older, and, and should he really still be playing? I don't know. He's He's been playing in the league for, like, 47 years. I don't know. Victor Oladipo, which I think, don't get me, uh, don't, I, I, I don't, uh, hopefully I'm right about this. I think they're going to have to replace him with someone because he destroyed his knee uh, not too long ago, and I think he's out indefinitely. Um, D'Angelo Russell, which he's been balling with the Nets, but he's also uh, playing for the East, and he's also playing with the Nets, so you could look like the best player on the Nets kind of easily. In my opinion, this is coming from a five foot six, like two hundred and thirty pound man who's also bald. Obviously, all these people can ball my ass up. Um, uh, Nikola Vucevic or Vuce—I don't know how to say say his last name. Um, but yeah, from the Orlando Magic, he's he's gonna freaking be throwing it down. Uh, and Russell Westbrook, which is probably one of the best picks here, and why he's a reserve over like Paul George and or Campbell Walker, which don't get me wrong. They're great players, but Russell Westbrook is like killing it right now. And he kills it every season. And he's like, uh, the triple, triple, double freaking deity right now. He's freaking amazing. He's a great player. He's a great point guard. And there's either, I think he's one of the greatest that, that, that to ever play the actual point guard position, you know? Um, yeah, he, he's, he's, he's amazing. It's just the way he, he's 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 playing right now, and then Mike, uh, Buden Hauser, Hauser Hauser whatever, uh, he's gonna be uh, coach again coaching, aka uh, 
getting drunk and faded and hitting on all the cheerleaders off to the sidelines. Uh, he's the coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, he's coach. He's coaching uh, um, Team Giannis. So, but that's it. Oh, sh- shouldn't have freaking done that. But that's it, you guys. I mean, uh, who do I think is going to win? Obviously, Team LeBron because he's got every single player that's 100% good. And Giannis, there's some questionable people that I'm like, why would you, what, who, why? Like, you know, um, but then again, it's like, like, who else would you pick at this point? But at the same time, I was like, how would you pick him over this person? Like right now, like there's the, everything should be a little more scattered. You know, I, th- I would think that Kyrie Irving would be on the East and, you know, uh, Bradley Beal and Anthony Davis would be like mixed around in the East. And no, it's like all the great players are, are all the players that LeBron James wishes he could play with all the time or on his team and all the great players that you would pick first other than like Stephen Curry are on LeBron's side. So it's like, wow, is I don't know what's going on here. Maybe everyone just wants to be drunk that day. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they're just like, let's make it easy. That way we can freaking get faded. <laughs> I don't know why I think that these these NBA players all they all they want to do is this. Especially the coaches. Could you imagine the coaches? All they want to do is get faded during All Star Weekend. Like I don't give a shit about anything. Greg Popovich is in the club with like two blunts and champagne bottles just popping off everywhere, and he's got sunglasses on inside. Hell yeah. That's the American dream right there. Woo! All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think I should cut it here because um, I got some stuff to do. Um, I'm, let me chug the rest of this curse in front of you guys so y'all can be jealous. Oh, yeah. With that being said, thank you guys so much. Um for listening and watching to the podcast um join me hopefully next next week um again if you're a fan of comedy and you want to see a a a, com- a comedian develop in the developing stage i don't recommend it because i've bombed a few times already um but uh this week or uh every tuesdays and thursdays uh in riverside tuesdays at the hideaway at um uh 8 p.m uh open mic at the hideaway in downtown riverside and then uh thursdays at 9 p.m at the getaway by uc riverside and to this week i'm actually going to try to go on monday i think it's at, at 8 p.m as well at worthington's tavern in downtown riverside so that's it you guys thank you so much for for watching and or listening and uh see you guys next time